Welcome to Brunch, everyone. DJ Bean, Pete Blackburn coming at you today. Check us out on Twitter at Listen to Brunch, at DJ underscore Bean, at Pete Blackburn. If you like what you hear, smash that subscribe button. And if you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Got a really good show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about a movie we haven't seen yet. How one of us tried to exercise and bit off a little more than he could chew. Plus, what the heck is going on with Apple? A lot to get to. Let's get into it. Brunch! Hit it, boys! That's going to be a great cold opening. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm straight gonna, straight into the intro. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna play like some like bumper music and hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm very into that. I mean, on what planet? On why podcasts? <laughs> why? why? Why do you think that that's necessary to do? Uh, I started a YouTube channel like last week, and like first thing on my on my list of checklists was like, don't be a YouTube guy. Hell yeah! It was just like I don't want to be a YouTube guy. Obviously, I had to had to like slip in the hey, hit the hit the like button if you enjoyed the video. Subscribe if you want to. But like the the first thing on the on my list was don't start a video with hey YouTube, blah 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 blah, blah, blah the fucking script that every goddamn YouTube person has. But yeah, you're right that, that it exists for podcasts and it is so so cringeworthy. That's we we've thought that since the very beginning. I mean, our first episode was just like, "Hello, yes, okay, we are going," uh, and like we identified ourselves. But we were always like, "We are not going to," I don't know, identify each other or say where to find us. Like, if you found us, that's your problem. Right? <laughs> yeah, you figure it out from this point on. I mean, we're not going to explain to you uh, how to get out of this this situation, but. God bless anybody who found us and, and however they found us. That is, yeah. How did, I, I want to hear people's brunch stories. How did you find us and um, and why did you stick with us? Questions like that. I mean, I'm trying to think of like like OG Bruntouchables. Because I would, I would say now people would find us because uh, you have a lot of Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. But we have people who have been there from the beginning and it really was just like not necessarily nobodies and not that's not to say that either of us are somebodies but like you know we didn't there wasn't some obvious like oh shit dj and pete got a podcast yeah and like, like you believe those two teams <laughs> and it's it's very weird because like when i when i think of like the brunch listeners i do think of the og bruntouchables who have been with us forever and are like the most vocal and stuff but then i find out like every once in a while that there's somebody that listens to the podcast that i would have never expected listens to the podcast mainly because i just expect that nobody listens to this podcast other than like the Bruntouchables who get the humor and things like that and who are vocal and active within the brunch community. So when there are people outside of that, I'm like, how did you get here? And why are you sticking around? Yeah. Every now and then. What are you friend- getting out of this? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll get a text from like a friend or something that uh, will be like, Hey, heard you guys mention this on uh, the last episode. You missed this point. Like, um, one of my cousins who I was positive doesn't uh, consume a- a- anything that I do because like he's got a life. So I was like, just very flattered. He texted me a couple of weeks ago and he was like, dude, obvious condom song, this song. Oh, and I yeah. was like, this is a Yo, song, thank you. Right? Oh no. So that was the most obvious one to become one. And that, that was a real failure on my part. I didn't realize when having that conversation, I was going to be bummed when people pointed out ones that I missed because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a music snob. No one don't be music snobs, but I really music like educated. having, yeah, right. I, I really like having music conversations. So if I'm, I don't know, I was going to say at a bar, but that's never going to happen again. But like, I don't know, next time I'm at a bar and people are like, Hey, we're talking music, condom talk, you in, I'm going to be like, I don't, I don't know. It's just a real, uh, it brought down your, it humbled you, I guess. Yeah. I'm really afraid to talk, uh, to talk music now. Um, quick although- bar, bar sidebar, uh, pun intended. There is a dive bar straight down the street for me, probably like 
a two and a half minute walk, if that. And it is like the diviest dive bar that has ever existed. It's dark inside. It's like a little corner thing. It uh, it just looks like my kind of place. There's a, a high probability of you get, of you getting stabbed there on any given night. Just my kind of place. And I'm so disappointed that I can't go there. Like, I just want to go in there. Maybe like, I think that they'd let me rip a cigarette inside. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm so bummed that I, that I can't go there because there's like a thousand percent chance that I would get COVID. I have a dive bar near me that I love so much. It's, it could be my favorite bar of my life. And it's kind of, it's just so unbelievably unspectacular, but for whatever reason, if you've gone to it a couple of times, there's this sort of like magic you feel with it. Did I ever tell the story? One time I was there um, meeting, I think, maybe miles to watch some basketball and I was sitting there by myself and I overheard a guy at the bar complaining about me. No way. Hell yeah. It was, that's that's an experience. It was, I I texted my dad. Like I, I was texting my dad during it. I was like, what do I, what do I do here? Like this is it. It was, was was he complaining about you? because you were like on TV or something, or was he complaining about you because he saw you were at the bar or did he have no idea that you were there? He was saying something that was like slightly, um, I forget what he was saying, but I remember like as he was, he was making, Oh, I'm going to get this story wrong, but there was a, uh, there was a news story where a kid in a high school basketball game, like, elbowed a kid was he he was taking a three or something and then he elbowed a kid in the face something do you remember this no there was like this news story and like the ref missed it but it was like this kid like committed assault on the the court and everyone was like yo this kid's no good and i forget what point this guy was making but it seemed i was listening to it like in and out and it seemed like pretty racist and i was like I don't know like what road this guy's starting to go down, but he better he better turn that car around. Really? He was sitting by himself. He was talking like he was talking to the bartender who was like, "Oh, I am so pretending you do not exist right now." <laughs> but he was like, "No, he was like, no one will say it. No one will say it." He was like, "Not that." Uh, he, he was he was like. You think a piece of shit like coward like DJ Bean would like tell this like it is or something? And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right when when you when it comes out of the mouth of somebody like that, it's it's, yeah. it's probably a good thing for you. Also, nothing good has ever followed. Uh, nobody else is going to say it, so I will. Oh my god! Right, nobody else is going to say it. that. Just reminds me of uh, have you heard the Bill Burr uh, joke about? When he was, I think he was in Nashville and uh, he started talking to a stranger at the bar, not knowing that the stranger was like a, like a racist asshole and like immediately wanted to be like, yo, I have nothing to do with this guy. And he was saying like telltale signs that uh, like a guy is just a racist piece of shit. He was, he pointed out that uh, it was like Terrell Owens was complaining about his contract or something. And he was like, I should have known because I said to him like, man, what's T.O.'s problem? They just paid him and he already wants more. And he was like, and then when he was talking back to me, he wasn't looking at me. He was just like, like staring straight ahead at like the ground or whatever. And like getting way too intense when he was like, he needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it justice at all. Nor, nor do I necessarily uh, want, want to. to. Yeah. yeah he, he uh, Bill can handle that joke, but um, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Bill Burr, he really stirred the pot. Uh, supposedly, I watched the monologue from Saturday Night Live, and let me tell you, it was not controversial. <laughs> it, I mean, he he was an ally in ways that white people aren't always allies, and like I understand, I, I understand a white woman watching that and being like, "Yo, ease the fuck up," or. Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember the uh, the 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 monologue by heart, but again, I'll say it again. He was being an ally in a way that white people aren't always, and I think that he is 
uh, and like he's not afraid to go there or whatever. But That's I mean, who like, he is. It's like Bill Burr. It will tell you it like it is, and like he doesn't pull punches. And I think that everything he said was was pretty uh, pretty accurate. So like, I'll when, say like when we, people we said that he he pissed off a lot of people. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because people will get pissed off at literally anything. But uh, I was expecting the jokes to be a little bit more uh, like controversial. And I just thought that it's pretty on brand. Yeah. And like, I mean, honestly, I've been, um, you know, this about me. I've uh, in trying to be a better feminist. I have been trying to be a more inclusive feminist, like feminism, in my opinion, and in the opinion of, uh, a lot of experts on this subject uh, is very commonly whitewashed. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just insane, classic white people, you you know, like, yeah, I mean, like, like, Hey, let's fix, let's fix a problem. And certainly a problem in a way that serves white people. And I think they call that out and being like, uh, excuse me, like, Black women have it. I don't want to say X amount of times hard because I don't know the the number, but like, right? I, no, I, I get it. But I also do feel like uh, like the root of ninety percent of problems in in uh, like the course of human history. White people, insane white people have been yeah. at that at the root of it. So I don't think that's a that's a hot take there. Right. Um, so what do we know though? We're just too. Two insane white people. We're we're right. We're two insane white males ourselves. Also, I mean, gotta point it out. A day or two after that monologue, which again, like if you didn't fuck with that monologue, by all means, if you were like, hey, it was way too hard on white woman women, or if you I'm I'm certain there are reasons that hurt white women. And I respect and acknowledge all of them. But like a day or two after he pointed out white women like distance themselves from white privilege and white people's problems by doing X, that deadspin thing comes out saying like Adam Schefter is the worst. He's like white male privilege or whatever. And I was like, okay. Now, by the way, it's just like the worst piece of shit that I've read in a long time. And like, not only just like a bad clickbait, thing which there are you'll find uh countless amounts of shit like that on the internet every single day but it is like legitimately harmful when you sort of like hijack the i feel like that does more damage to to like real problems and like real like hey yeah, we, need to, we, need, we need to be like yeah we need to have more uh, useful discussions and actually uh, go somewhere and be aware of like what we're doing, and I feel like that is way more harmful because it's it's such a nothing. It was such a nothing, harmless tweet from Adam Schefter, and to act like that was like the end of the world and like the embodiment of of like ma- white male privilege was such a stretch. Right. So that that's the thing. Like when you say this is like white male privilege at its worst. No, please don't let people think that white male privilege at its worst is somebody making (laughs) a football joke. Like white male privilege at its worst is so much worse. Oh, yeah. The the ways the white men have wielded their their power and everything is like why? Like Adam Schefter in in that tweet didn't didn't uh, like dismiss anything. He didn't dismiss real issues. He made a football joke because he's a football reporter. If there was one drop of awareness, knowledge of even basic comedy, Adam Schefter, who I don't peg for a comedian, no. was smart enough to use misdirection. Right. And for this ridiculous. For this a writer and an editor, I don't want to put it all on the writer because an editor needs to say, What? We can't no, we're not running this. Right. Um, I don't. A, a writer and an editor did not understand misdirection, which is crazy. Because again, I do not think 
that Adam Schefter is funny. And Deadspin's Deadspin's biggest strength over the course of Deadspin's life has been that they've had smart people in place. I think that like towards the end uh, of of like original original Deadspin 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 one I think that a lot of their stuff was was whiny and uh, like a little bit insufferable, but they still had smart people there. Uh, now there's just not enough smart people under that banner, and they're trying too hard to be something that is just way more insufferable and way more uh, useless than the previous iteration. Yeah, I mean, you you know me. I was not a fan of Deadspin. I found I found Deadspin to be very hypocritical. They did very they, high they, horsey. They right. They had one. I'll I'll just never get over it. They had a post about Jamie Erdahl that was so mean and so dismissive and so suggested that she's pretty and that's why she's pretty she useless. Has, yeah, right. And like and that's why she had her. It was a thing I've probably talked about this before it was a thing where she uh she fell for a fake account a fake mm-hmm. twitter account or something and they posted about it and they were so fucking mean and dismissive uh, and then i don't know within like a year and a half two years they're posting about awful people that uh are doing shit like they always did mm-hmm. and not to say like if you've ever been an asshole, you can't stop being an asshole. But like, I'm, I was waiting for the, uh, Hey, this person, we're going after this person for posting something like the shit that we've always posted. Instead, they just pretended that, uh, they were always kind of above it. And, uh, that, that just didn't sit right with me because I thought that, uh, out they were, uh, they were mean and, and not nice. So, Whatever. I don't know. I guess that was us being uh boomerish. Were there was there boomer uh qualities to to that? I I I really hope and uh I I hope none of that was mean or anything. So. Like it's pro being an ally. Yeah. Uh just uh t- tell your loved ones either you love them. And that's that. We were talking about music for a second though. You want to talk about music? Uh, depends what you want to talk this? about. Depends what you want to talk about. Uh, Not a music I, guy. I want to talk. Uh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, like, I want to talk about uh, Blue Oyster Cult and songs <laughs> other than Don't Fear the Reaper. No. Um, the I keep pulling up the wrong thing. I have two note things up. One is for brunch. One is for a silly other thing. And I keep uh, missing it. You want to talk about, hey, let's, let's give you the the options we can talk about overplayed songs that you don't care you'll keep listening to a million times uh off of that you'd mentioned the ringer brought up 90 songs we can hit that for a second uh without hijacking their topic uh iphones are going to start coming without chargers i worked out with ted johnson um i streamed today with a pro gamer Possibilities are endless. You got a movie? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, d- d- quick music thing. Have you listened to the Machine Gun Kelly album? No. Do you have any interest in it? Uh, if it's recommended by you, then you, sure. So I, I, it's, I think that like people are going a little bit overboard with the praise and like it's the number one album on Billboard and, and like everybody's like, oh my God, this is amazing, blah, 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 like it has has a lot of like blink 182 and pop punk shades to it and that's because travis barker works on it and i I did that i absolutely loved um bloody valentine which i think was the first single off of it i still love that song it's awesome one of my favorite songs 2020 um and like the album is is good and i think that maybe you should listen to it i don't think that necessarily you'll love it there are a couple really good songs uh and this week i started really getting into uh the song that he has with halsey on it which is it's, forget me too. It's possible I don't know anything about Machine Gun Kelly. I think it's definitely possible. You probably know Machine Gun Kelly more as an actor than a than a, a musician. Oh right, Wait, what was Machine Gun Kelly in? He was in uh, the Pete Davidson movie um, with uh, the, the Bill Burr. He was also in the, the Pete Davidson movie with uh, with the guy from uh, two and a half men 
the big time adolescence. Oh, right, right. He was also in Bird Box. You watch Bird Box, right? Yep. He was. Uh, he had sex in Bird Box. Whoa. And then he left with a. Remember, like they were stuck in that house, and like at one night, they. I think it was uh, Sandra Bullock's character opened a door, and he was just having sex with one of the, the girls in the house. Oh and right. Then they, and then they stole the car and drove away. <laughs> he had a beef with uh, Eminem. Correct? Am I getting this correct? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Eminem went back and forth, and he called him an old man. Man, distracts. Well, Machine Gun Kelly is thirty. He's been around for a while. Holy smoke! I know nothing about Machine Gun Kelly. This is incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Although been around I, for a little while. I also know like very little about Post Malone. Even I don't know. I'm de- I'm I really am aging because I'm developing major pop music uh, blind spots. I mean, same. But, but that's mainly, mainly because I pick like two pop stars that I like, and I'm just, it's all I listen to. Yeah, you choose your fighter. You choose <laughs> yeah, your, exactly. I have, I have my, um, I, I have my mains. Yeah, when uh, when I was uh, streaming today, um, I was we were playing co op, and uh, the the dude I was streaming with, uh, JKO, I think it's seven one seven. I'll get the name right and put it out there, but um, he's the revs like EMLS guy in the beginning, he was like, all right, dealer's choice, man. What team you want to be? Which team you like playing with? You've been playing for a few days. Uh, like which teams have you enjoyed so far? And I was like, Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know one team, uh, the new England revolution and don't know any other ones, but we did get to play with, uh, some EPL teams. So that was cool. But yeah, I, I don't know. Anything about Machine Gun Kelly? I'll I'll check that out. That'll be a fun little experiment for me. I've started to work more on my um, best songs of 2020 list because I always do that uh, playlist. It's usually oh, 50 I songs. I can't wait to do none of that this year because I'm right. just going to pretend that this year didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might have to do the same because I started working on that playlist the other day and usually it's like 150 that I whittle down to 50. Mm-hmm. And this like, year it's I'm, like fuck. I'm like I'm racking my brain and it's at like 21. Vineyard Nights times. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna have to put all the Vineyard Nights songs on there. I gotta. I'm gonna text any music friends I have. Like Wayne, I need a favor. Need you to put out like eight songs. I'm trying to hit a quota here. All those songs are gonna be bangers anyway, and they would have been on the list. So I'm gonna need you to to put out some songs here. How mouth? I'm gonna need a surprise album stat you guys have a couple months put out an album by the way did you know did you know that blink 182 did a song with the chain smokers oh it is oh dude it is it literally sounds like you know i've always had the the like the no it's not i guess it's not a theory because it's like true but like the chain smokers are the most formulaic band quote unquote that has ever existed they just like I feel like they just plug things into an algorithm and it spits out a chain smoker song. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're smart enough for that, but I hear what you're saying. I think that they have people who are smart enough. Right. And, you know what's uh, weird? I kind of think that way about way too many musicians. I've got this like weird thing where I just assume a lot of like famous musicians. This is so weird. And I've never really come to grips with it. But like I think that like Jack Antonoff couldn't sit down and play a piano. I just, I think that like he makes music despite not like really being good at or understanding music. And I think that way about so, it's so weird. Like I think so many successful musicians for whatever reason, I just have this like assumption that like, Oh yeah, they, they can't really play music though. That's so fucking weird. But I mean, chain smokers top of the list and that's (laughs) going to be correct though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I bet they can play like an acoustic guitar because they, they're definitely, they definitely seem like acoustic guitar at the party kind of guys. Oh yeah. They, they could play, they can play all for you by sister Hazel. (laughs) And that's it. Uh, yeah, but that, that song with the Blink with Blink One Eighty Two and the Chainsmokers, it basically sounds like Blink One Eighty Two was just inserted into the the Chainsmokers formula, and it, it's it's so disheartening for, as like a Blink One Eighty Two guy. Oh yeah, I mean, yo, the the, the Blink thing's been 
Oh yeah, I mean ben. it's run its course. Ben runs yeah. course for sure. But it just like I'm fine with Blink being washed and and like being like trying to do Blink songs and making not good Blink songs. But I'm not cool with Blink just straight up making Chainsmokers songs. Right. Yeah. yeah. Make them come to you. Right. Don't, don't go to right. them. Right. So it just made me really sad to have to listen to that song. Who are some voices, though, that would be great on some some maybe unexpected voices that would be great on like a Chainsmokers song or a um, or a. Uh, just, I got one. Like a, one what's, what's my guy's name? Like a Diplo song or something. Uh, so uh, Leon Bridges did a song with Odessa, yeah. Yeah. and that song rules. Uh, and it's it's not like super techno-y or, or electronic or whatever you want to call it. Um, but like it's he's just got a great voice. And if you make uh, if you make something that's catchy and you throw Leon Bridges onto it, hell yeah. You know who I think would who? be good for this? And I mean. Look, Bon Iver. The man is no stranger to a crossover collaboration, mm-hmm. like a massive collaboration, lending his voice to T-Pain. speaking of '90s songs, a 1999 song. I believe it was 1999, a 1999 song that was like one of the biggest songs of the '90s. You could argue one of the the defining '90s songs if you want to do the the ringer conversation. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm talking about Rob Thomas. You put like Rob Thomas could do Not the, a bad call. Is it Aloe Black that does the uh, Avicii number? Uh, the Wake Me yes, Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like Rob Thomas could do something like that. For sure he could. You get, yeah. Well, you, well you, you know what? I feel like the original Chainsmokers was, uh, was Santana. <laughs> because right, yeah, Santana yes, yes. Would, just, would just like get people to, to sing over his, over his guitar. And like he would make bangers, and he would just bring in a shitload of rotating featured artists. That is, and that's what the Chainsmokers do. That is such a good call. Like Avicii and Diplo, and all these are like Rob Thomas was the original Moo, and Santana (laughs) was the original Diplo, Chainsmokers, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I, I am, I don't know enough about this world of music, but. I am quite drawn to it when like Danielle Heim is on a um, who, who sings that? Who sings uh, Calvin Harris? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like I love hearing yeah, and, like, voices it, that I like on shit like that. And like when we shit on the chain smokers, it sounds like we're shitting on like that, that type of music and that brand of music. And I mean, to an extent we are, but it's more of just like making fun of the chain smokers as a brand. The, the chain smokers have good songs like definitely. they can make good songs and there are definitely good songs that come out of that genre of music. And it's, it's very interesting to, to see them feature artists like that and see like the kind of collaborations that are made. Um, so it's, that's like not to, to dismiss the entire, uh, oh, no, entire I mean, genre. And I, I'm even fascinated. We I mean, we're both fascinated by the chain smokers. I've kind of checked out on them, but they came well, because there's becomes an exhaustion with the jazz yes, when yes. they when they keep just spitting out the same songs too. Yeah, whatever whatever the album was a couple years ago, this is probably like six years ago. Uh, but whatever it was when they did the song with Florida Georgia Line, like once that happened, I was like, that is it, it's enough for to me. stick with the algorithm um, metaphor. That like crashed the computer for me. It was just too much douche in <laughs> one thing, but I mean, I've I have gone, I have I have paid American dollars full price, That's right? I forgot to go to a Chainsmokers concert because I was like, you had a good time. It was like, hey, this might sound stupid, but would you be down to go see Chainsmokers? Oh my, yes! Not even a second. Th- yes, I got to see what those what, what that whole thing is about. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that it would be a good time, and I just thought of just pure, um, just I guess genuine interest in what they are like in concert. I would go to that show. Yeah, there were they were doing a lot of uh, one of them. I think is from Maine, so one of them it was like one of them was really playing it up as a hometown show, <laughs> and I found that so I just find that so funny, like the. 
Because the hometown show thing, I'd love to talk to a musician about this. I put stock in that. Like, I put stock in the New York show and the hometown show, like, hitting different for the artist. Mm-hmm. So it's Well, like, I always... I, I think I asked that when, like, Houndmouth came here because... I feel like every musician that comes to Boston is like, we always, we always, we circle Boston on our tour date. And I was, oh, yeah. I was just like, I was just like, does, do you say that yeah, everywhere yeah. you go? <laughs> do you say that everywhere you go? Because I hear everybody say that about Boston. And I think that their response was, uh, no, like this is just generally a good music city. And like when we play here, the crowds have a little bit more life and it's good atmosphere. And so I was like, okay. All right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. don't want to answer this for them, but I think the combination of them being basketball guys, like uh, Matt had a cool Larry Bird t-shirt he was rocking when they, uh, when they played here. And I mean, Boston also just, Boston really likes rock music. Yeah. And like, uh, I remember Clay Cook said that uh, when they do stadium, when Zach Brown band does stadium tours, and I know that Zach Brown band isn't necessarily like, rock it's like rock southern rock country whatever you want to call it uh when they do stadium tours boston is the only city and i may i I should maybe check this but he said boston's the only city that they'll always book two nights and have no problem selling out i feel like they they book three nights at this point because like they've just taken so much money from fenway yeah, you're right. They, they always <laughs> yeah. play Fe- right. They'll play yeah. Fenway like you're right. Like Zach Brown Band, six nights only. <laughs> yeah. America's most beloved ballpark, Boston's most beloved band from I'm pretty sure Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like every year it gets bigger and bigger. Like the the first I saw them once or twice at Fenway and like the first year it was like, okay, back to back nights. They're, they're playing Fenway. They sold out both of them. And then like a year or two later, it was like four nights, Zach Brown band. And then like, if it weren't for COVID, it would probably be like, you hate the Red Sox. So just come see Zach Brown for a month at Fenway. Let's do some uh, ra- like radio promo things for, certain bands in certain cities it'll sound really good especially without the uh without us having the rights to play the music to any of their songs so we'll just say like this august zach brown band america's most beloved ballpark three nights in a row and that's when it's a you got whatever it is I don't know what to do, but that that would normally be playing there every time like, between all the songs. What are, what are other Zach Brown bit? I know. Uh, uh, chicken fried chicken, uh, chicken fried is a huge one. Yep. Uh, the one with the Jimmy Buffett, uh, toes. Oh, toes. Right. Right. Um, toes is a banger. Toes. Uh, 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 uh oh, they, they have, they do homegrown homegrown. Cool. Great song. song. Uh, colder weather is great. Colder weather is an awesome song. But they've done the same song. They've done Colder Weather like eight yeah, different times. Yeah, they, they have. have. Have we ever talked about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've and definitely they, talked they, about it. And they actually do the same thing in that song that Father John Misty does in both Please Don't Die and Gilded Cage, which is why I think he buried Gilded Cage because he was like, I can't have two songs that are even remotely alike, even though nobody would ever fucking uh, catch it because <laughs> Zach Brown band goes platinum every year off of the same song in a different way. Shout out those oh, no, uh, the Jimmy Buffett song was uh, knee deep. Knee deep. Yeah. Knee deep in the water somewhere. Oh, I thought you were saying, Oh, I thought you were saying like toes has a Jimmy Buffett vibe because it definitely does. Oh, right. But he actually did a song with, with Jimmy Buffett and it was knee deep. Our friend Doug played me a, uh, like a very introspective Jimmy Buffett song, like early Buffett. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You ever like, there's some artists that just have like lives and careers that we just don't know about. Like Randy Newman's a classic example. He's got this like fantastic, really thoughtful, like political, like extremely politi- political music, just albums full of it. Ryan Lambert's a huge fan of it. And he showed me it one time and I was like, this is what Randy Newman was doing before like all the Toy Story shit. And uh, similarly, yeah, Jimmy Buffett has a song, um, something about like, pirate turns something and it's about like 
just turning a certain age and kind of like reflecting on your life. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) I don't know. Dark Buffett, bro. But I I think that at some point, Jimmy Buffett just figured, wait, so that came after or before? Before, I think. Okay, okay. I, I mean, at some point, Jimmy Buffett figured the dark it out. And he stuff was, just was like, earnest. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that he figured it out, man. He was just like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna right. make, I'm just gonna make beach songs, and I'm just yeah, he's gonna like, like be on vacation the entire, right. my entire life." He's like, "I'm putting on weight and using far fewer chords." And <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to follow the Buffett lifestyle. Yes, dude. Just as life goes on, fewer buttons. Fewer chords, fewer, fewer words. cares. Yes, yeah. that's right. Fewer chords, fewer cares. It means no worries for the rest of your days. That's that kind of life. Buffett we lives. should we should make like a Jimmy Buffett shirt, and it's just like fewer chords, fewer words, fewer cares, fewer, fewer cares. buttons. That, that was really good. That was a uh, that was a that was a fucking bar from you. That was um, that was sim uh, kind of in the same vein as uh, what was it Vineyard Nights dreams vineyard nights i forget what it was but it was uh something there was a a thing vineyard nights lovers vineyard nights ah, whatever who cares um vineyard nights is so over vineyard uh, vineyard nights is tanking what (laughs) absolutely not vineyard vineyard nights is immortal it's gonna live forever i didn't mean to make that joke i forgot to do it uh i'll tweet it now actually what uh, Vineyard Nights is tank? Yeah, Vineyard Nights. Yeah, t- I'm ruined. No, you should say you. You should post a picture of uh, Tim Robinson where, where uh, like the Lucky whatever skit when he, where he yells like I'm ruined after rolling after rolling the snake eyes. Just post a screenshot of of him yelling I'm ruined and say Vineyard Nights is snake eyes. Snake eyes. Oh, <laughs> I'm a dead man. Yo, remember, man, I'll always say, like, we spent weeks on that shit. We were obsessed with that and had no one to talk to about it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I think what, uh, Jeff Israel put us on game? Oh, no, no. That was, uh, that was a, I don't know if I told Jeff. Jeff was probably going to do that anyway, but I was into that from the, the oh, jump. So that was a you? That was a you exclusive? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sure Jeff did it independently, but it, like you pushed it on me, you were like, "Yo, you got to watch this. It's very funny." Yeah, um, and it was right. Yeah, that we we had basically just our hockey text chain. You, me, Fuddleberg, and Jeff were like, and uh, my coworker Adam Hart. Those were like the only places where you could constantly talk about that one episode of the characters <laughs> and someone being like, Oh, well, did you see, uh, like so-and-so's episode? No. You're right. That's the only the one episodes. that I've ever seen. And yeah. also I think that like, well, now that everybody got into, um, uh, what is it? I think you should leave. Uh, yeah. everybody got into, I think you should leave this. You're like, they're all like, Hey, you should check out this episode of the characters. And I'm like, ah, oh, buddy, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Ben, been on that one episode of of characters oh shoot wait you said the twitter wasn't working is that a thing is twitter not working i don't think that it's working i think that it's so i just tried to tweet vineyard nights is fucking all caps tanking (laughs) and twitter wouldn't let me and i'm like yo because it knows i'm lying yeah it's still down (laughs) (laughs) twitter fact checking uh widget is working perfectly twitter's good (laughs) um what do we got? Uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, did we get into? Well, the, we didn't get into the 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 music. I think that we did in ways that we didn't expect. That's true. But uh, is there a song? Is there any song that uh, is so overplayed? I know your answer is you make my dreams come true because you think it's cool to put it on yeah, on the jukebox. Sure. That like even if it's overplayed, you'll never be like it still oh, makes me happy. This fucking song, right? Yeah, but I mean, even so, like some some songs are great, and you're just like, I can't hear them a million and first time. But every now and then, you'll hear a song that's just like so overplayed, and you're like, I'm so glad to be hearing this song, and I don't think I'll ever tire of it. I had that moment recently um, with "Don't uh, Stop Believing" gets me. I mean, like I'm oh, I'm always down for that song. See, see, "Don't Stop Believing" is an example of I can't hear it. I I still get down with "Don't Stop Believing" every time. 
Oh, I can't do it. Um, it's a great song. I just can't do it. Um, but I heard the other day, I heard Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. And that is, you know that song? No, I don't think so. I, you probably, I'm the man in the box. And it's got this <laughs> killer chorus. It was a huge, 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 huge I mean, I believe song. you. I just yeah. don't know anything about Alice in Chains. You'd probably, uh, I, I, I was going to attempt the chorus, but um, I would die. Um, you, you'd know it if you heard it, but that's, I think, a song that people would be like, man, like that song is really overplayed, but it's just so fucking good. And uh, shout out to people who can make songs that are incredibly overplayed and uh, people don't tire of them. That was the only example I could think of, though. So, okay. Bohemian Rhapsody, whatever. Like the, the usuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you worked out with Ted Johnson this week. How did that go? Uh, great. I'm all set body wise. <laughs> yeah, you're done. All done. Uh, yeah, we. He invited me to. Um, so I have been doing Weight Watchers. Have been doing really well with it. This past week, not the case. Really, just have uh, fallen off and uh, have been eating my feelings. Just. Uh, I think I'm averaging like a pint of ice cream a day. It's crazy. Like I'm just so the opposite, but I had been uh, doing quite well shedding the pounds. And uh, Ted was like, Hey man, anytime you want to, you want to work out. Um, I can, you can come to the gym where I, I go, it's safe and everybody keeps distance, blah, blah. And, that's because uh, Ted Johnson works out there and right. nobody wants to go. Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, people are just completely ignoring stuff, but then they see you and they're like, if I went to, I like the gym. And if I went to the gym and I saw Ted Johnson at the gym, I'd be like, well, I got to get out of here. So no, it's so weird. That shows, uh, a, what a good guy he is and B what a dummy I am that I never even gave it like a, a thought yesterday when I was working out with him. To, so he he was like, we'll do this boxing workout. And it was like a small group class. I think there were like four people or something. And uh, we did the boxing workout. And he was like, have you ever done a boxing workout? Just a boxing yeah. workout? Yes. I did a, I did like a, a whole summer at a, a boxing camp. Oh, cool. In, in, uh, at Hanscom Air Force Base. And dude, that is like the toughest workout that I've ever ever done in my life like because i'm I'm not a big cardio guy um and i'm i mean just the the constant effort and constant energy that you have to pour into like a boxing regimen is insane exactly yeah i had done some boxing stuff uh a few years ago but so you know um anyone who hasn't uh, done a boxing workout i think i'm correct in saying they're basically designed to make it so doing a simple little thing at the end is like going to be the most taxing thing. And that's what makes the workout worth it. That like at the end you try to do four more pushups and like your body attempting those four pushups pushes you into some realm that just doesn't exist otherwise. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So we, so, and he was saying like, I do this boxing workout and he says like, it's the hardest workout he's had to do and which is nuts because he's he's a gigantic right. former nfl player <laughs> right so we do that workout and just as difficult as i expected it was brutal at the end i was really uh i, I was just sucking at the end so the class ends and i'm like thank you so much for invited me to this has felt great i haven't really had like a, a crazy workout in a long time like i got the endorphins going like i feel i feel good man thank you so much like i'm doing the typical like oh i'm i'm gonna feel that tomorrow stupid bullshit like that and uh he was like yeah man like anytime and uh he was like no pressure at all usually i actually do uh arms after and <laughs> oh my that God. really that really makes that workout count and, Jesus, uh, he was like, no pressure, like go at your own speed, do whatever you want. But, uh, if, if you want to hang out and do arms, then, uh, by all means. And I was like, I'm here. <laughs> Why not? Right. Let's do arms. So I did arms, 
<laughs> and now you don't have any arms. Right. With uh, like the, the, the biggest linebacker ever. Uh, he is fucking huge, dude. And like, he was always huge, but he just has, I don't know like what it is. He probably looked gigantic in high school. He just has like the build. His face is so square. His body is yeah. just so square. He's got the biggest neck I've ever fucking seen. That guy is scary. Really, right. Really like your classic 90s monster right. linebacker. Like uh, one look at that guy and you were like, what does this guy do for a living? You, you'd be like, okay, he played linebacker in the NFL. Right. Or right. Linebacker in the NFL or bodybuilder or right. something. Really um, just huge human being. But um, he was, he's the nicest, greatest person in the world. So, um, yeah, it's weird. Like if I were like, not, not you per se, but like if I were working out with, uh, like certain friends, I'd be a little self-conscious that, um, like, uh, I can't lift that much. And, um, I'm sure my form is trash and everything, but I know, you know, going into a headshot today, you're going to get fucking blown out of the wall. Right. Like, well, what's, what's he expecting me to keep up? There's, there's no way. So he, like, there's clearly this, um, there's an understanding that you are not the same breed of human. <laughs> yeah, right. There's this like I'm helping you relationship, and honestly, right. so, like obviously, you and Ted uh, have very different statures. But um, I've worked out with you before, and it's been there's been the like, hey, I know that you don't know what you're doing, so why would I crack little jokes here when I'm I'm here to help? So right. that's kind of. That's kind of what it was like. So um, I I plan on continuing to do that. But uh, can you get Ted Johnson to turn me into a mini Ted Johnson? <laughs> just like just like a, a pine sized version of Ted Johnson. I feel like it could happen because I'm so small and compact that like if I worked out a week with Ted Johnson, I would look fucking massive. Right. I mean, he, in his prime, he was, I mean, and definitely to this day, he's one of those, like, every ounce of his body is, like, an incredible just, muscle. Yeah, just, like, squeezed into, like, a package. Right. So you could, I feel that, that actually that's doable with yeah. a smaller person, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, when you when you are my size, it, it is way easier to get bigger because there's less places for to thing for things to go like for a, a lanky person it's harder for them to get like built yeah 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 I have, that's I have, why that's why when you see like like a dwight howard who like in his prime he was fucking huge and he's also like seven foot two just the, the most insane athletic person in the world yeah it was uh yeah it was cool i'm gonna Keep trying to to do it. The uh, the the guy did point out after though, and I'm very self conscious about this. Uh, my posture is uh, oh god, that's trash. I, yeah, I, I'm afraid because I spend now every waking moment of my free time playing video games and sitting in the stupid chair. And my posture has always been bad. My posture, my back has always been junk. Although yeah. I will say, I got a new mattress, and uh, I obviously have this this new gamer chair. My back is better. My back. Oh, is good. Better. I think the mattress has been a huge, huge thing because I had the same mattress for like 10 years. Uh, he did say he was like, yo, he was like, look up posterior exercises, get a band, do them every day. And I wish my band has posterior yeah, exercise. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, honestly, it's, it's like when your dentist tells you to, to floss, yes. you're like, yeah, I should fucking do that. But you and know I you're do, not going to do it? No, and, and I'll, I'll be honest. At a lot of points in my life, a dentist has been like, you should floss more. And I've been like, sure. And then I, I'll floss for like three days and forget and then develop bad habits. And um, then you find out on Twitter 10 years later that flossing doesn't actually help. Wait, really? Yeah, they said like a couple of years ago, they were like, oh yeah, flossing is a fraud. What? I was going to say that because now I do floss all the time. Like, I really <laughs> am at a point in my life Waste where I your time, floss. baby. <laughs> no. Really? Yeah, flossing is a uh, big time fraud. Flossing, big trash. Damn. Imagine the things I could have been doing. I could have been working yeah, on my posture. You'll never get that time back. 
<laughs> oh my god. Well, that sucks. Yep. Sorry, Man, I mean, I walk into the dentist every time, big swinging teeth, thinking <laughs> I'm getting all these compliments, and then they don't even say it. They're not like, ooh, someone's flossing. They don't say any shit like that because they're probably like, what's floss? Dork? <laughs> they're like, why is this? They probably they're probably pissed because like that is the one thing they get to say to everybody who comes into the dentist, and it makes it seem like they know what they're talking about. Where they're like, hey, you should floss. And then when somebody who actually does floss comes in, they're like, oh, well, fuck this guy. Right. They're like, now I have you- to make, some, make up some other shit, some other bullshit thing that I have to tell them to do. They're, you probably go into the dentist and they're probably like, hey, you should do some posterior exercises because <laughs> I walk your in posture's there. looking a little bad in the chair. Now I'm getting it. When I walked in last time, I was like, hey, I've really been keeping up with my flossing. And the dentist was like, oh, you have? Uh Hey, uh, whoever the, the receptionist is, uh, just a heads up. This guy's probably going to pay with a check because <laughs> he does a lot of stupid dated shit that <laughs> really just only slows stuff down. So get ready. Let's get the checkbook ready or however we accept checks. Yep. And it was the, uh, it was the uh, flossing slash uh, check joke of the yeah. day. Um do we uh, do we want to talk about hockey or anything? No, but uh, Randy or Rosarena just homered again. Just a just a Rosarena. <laughs> Hard to lay. Yep, yeah, there it is. Uh, no, but we we should talk about two things that we have uh, on the schedule coming up. Schedule. We, we we don't often do. We don't often talk about things that we're going to. We'll let you know what's coming up on the brunch podcast. You can give us a shout, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Head over to Pete's Twitter account. You're gonna find a lot of cool stuff. He's always got you covered, covering a lot of unturned stones in the hockey world. Check me out. I'm DJ underscore bean. That's on twitter.com slash DJ underscore bean. Head over to patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Give us your hard-earned. We will give you back our hard-earned Fiverr sale. Listen to brunch.com slash merch. Head over to listen to brunch.com slash Jeff for secret items. Smash that subscribe button. We'll see you next time.